You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. My name is Eric. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. And if you are new to the podcast and I want to just give you a quick reminder to please remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying what you hear or watch along the way, then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave the podcast a five-star review because it helps us get more exposure in the algorithms and the evil lizard people at Google can maybe move us up a few notches here and there and more people like yourself can get exposed to this amazing information that we put out for you every single week, including the episode you're going to hear today. And also, if you are interested in getting the best quality supplements and nootropic products in your life, then head on over to holisticnootropics.com and download a copy of my free supplement buying guide. This is a fully comprehensive guide that will walk you through ingredient by ingredient on what the best quality supplements and nootropic products on the market today include. Because let's face it, there is a lot of junk out there. The supplement industry is a $100 billion industry and 99.9% of that is flushed down the toilet. People trying to make a quick buck. And what we're trying to do is help you find those good quality products so you can boost your health, boost your brain and boost your life. You can get that over at holisticnootropics.com. Okay. Let's jump in to today's podcast with Dr. Katie Nall. Dr. Katie Nall is a TEDx speaker and Florida mathematician who shows others how to dissolve their waffles. <laughs> that is worries, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. She has a couple of different techniques to do that. And we're going to talk all about that today. So with no further ado, Dr. Nall, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Eric, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate what you're doing um, for the world with your podcast. I think it's really important. Dr. Nall, you are actually doing some amazing work. Um, I love your story of being, you know, a, a math teacher and being, you know, kind of outside of this holistic health space and kind of finding your way in by simply recognizing this through line of problems that your students were having and that people were having. And then you found a way to really help people dissolve these problems. And, uh, you know, without going too far into your story, without, as they say, bearing the lead, um, tell us how you really got into, you know, and shifting your career into what you're doing now? Well, Eric, uh, as you mentioned, while I was uh, researching for my PhD dissertation, I first of all, I was in my mid 50s going back to school and um, wanted to do something that was relevant. When you're working on your PhD dissertation, you want to come up with something that's like completely you know, new and different and wonderful. Uh, that's not the way to finish your PhD, though. <laughs> the way to finish your PhD is to do, do something quick and get it over with. But I was researching and trying to find a way to help so many students who had fear and anxiety about math. And I had them in my office. Um, at the time, I was an administrator, but also a part-time college instructor. And in the process, um, the students would have one class left to graduate. I said, that's great, let's get you going. They would say, it's, it's, and they would stutter it out, scared to death, saying it was math. I said, brilliant, you saved the best for last. <laughs> that is not the way they felt, Eric. <laughs> they were so intimidated that they would burst into tears. They would create enough sweat on their hands that they could water the plants in my office. They, um, I could watch the color in their face go completely red. They were completely paralyzed by the idea of taking a math class. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I'm a mathematician and math to me is beautiful and it's all around us, it's everywhere we look. But for these students, they didn't feel this way. Now, Eric, these were students who were doing well in other classes. So the idea that they couldn't do well in math perplexed me. So I started doing research and asked, well, how do you get rid of this fear and this anxiety students that have that?" that are in math and tests. And what I found was nothing. There's nothing out there to help them. So I recognized it as a word problem. I went back and I said, how do you just get rid of fear and anxiety? And that was in 2010. I watched Nick Ortner's 10 day tapping summit, emotional freedom technique and watched every day, bought the book, bought the DVD, 
Nowhere in the summit did they mention that this would work with math or with test. They talked about relationships. They talked about finances. They talked about addictions. They talked about all kinds of things that tapping would work for, but nobody mentioned math or test. So I had no idea if this was going to work or not. But I had a room full of students who were terrified. And I figured, what the heck? They were desperate and we thought we'd try it. So one by one, I'd bring them in my office and we'd go through this exercise that I taught myself. And they came back a few weeks later. And Eric, I don't know who was more surprised when they reported that I think I'm passing my math class. You are? <laughs> you mean this stuff might work? <laughs> I was terrified because I didn't really know what I was doing. So I went back and I got training in levels one, level two, level three, quantum, which is past lives. That's very interesting. And I use it more than I ever thought. Um, trauma, which turns out to be critically important. Picture tapping for those who can't put all of this in words. I'm now a supervisor, a mentor, and finally my goal of becoming a master trainer. You see, Eric, um, it took me four years to earn my PhD in mathematics and education while I was working full time. It took me eight years to become a master trainer. And the reason why I wanted to train is because I thought this particular modality was so powerful and could help so many people. I wanted to train as many people as I could to get it out there. And that's my story. That's great. This tapping thing, it has really jumped into the zeitgeist um, over the last couple of years. I mean, it got on my radar, you know, actually got on my radar probably about 10 years ago, but I didn't really start using it until um, a couple of years ago. And I, I don't use it often other than when I'm awake at night and I want to fall back asleep because there's something about it that just, it just calms the nervous system. And, you know, there's those times I'll wake up and it's like three in the morning and my, you know, my, my eyes are wide awake. And it's like, I just feel like I just had a, a cup of coffee and I'm like, this isn't, this isn't how it should be, you know, or nowadays it's because I have to feed my kid, you know, and I'm like, okay, I want to go back to sleep. And you know, what I'll do is I'll, I will go through a whole, like one round of tapping. And it's literally as I'm tapping the, 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 what is it? The, um, the side of my hand, what do they call it? They call it the karate chop, uh, the karate chop bone or whatever. Um, I'll start yawning, you know, and then I'll just start immediately relaxing. And it is so instant. I almost think it's criminal that we don't teach this in school. I, I really believe like this is such an easy thing that we could teach kids and kids would love this. Like you teach this to first graders and then you say, you just use this for the rest of your life. And man, watch those anxiety medications just fall to nothing. Watch those antidepressants fall to nothing. You know, this is what I, this is what I live for this sort of stuff. I agree. And Pacific Grove Middle School agrees with you too, Eric. They have been, uh, every morning they start off with six minutes of tapping for the students, the faculty, the administrators, staff, everybody taps for six minutes. And they've been doing that for years. Once they started doing it, they found that their test scores went up, their discipline problems went down. The, uh, and even the special education students found, they were found to be much more productive, that they could complete assignments. Um, so yeah, your, your concept is right on and it aligns with exactly what my goal is as well. So could you talk a little bit then uh, about the different, the different styles? You mentioned there were several different levels of this and I had no idea there was m multiple levels. I thought you like the fact that you could be a master and it would take you eight years to get to that point. Um, I don't know anything past just like the, the few minutes it takes me to get through a round. I mean, how deep does this thing go? Well, Eric, um, what you're calling around is, um, is what they call basic tapping. And that hits on the eight meridian points, um, the top of the head, above the nose, on the edge of the eyebrow, between the eye and the hairline, under the eye, under the nose, under the lips, on the collarbone and uh, on the ribs. There are other points as well that you can use on your hands, the gamut point, uh, which is another really strong point um, and was actually part of the first, the original uh, tapping. And what we do now is what we call the short tapping. But there are so many different aspects that you can do. In fact, I just, was just exposed to a new one uh, just yesterday. People are developing um, different versions of it. 
one thing that came off of it is something called matrix re-imprinting, where they use tapping along with something else, where you can go back into your history and um, maybe a traumatic event, and you end up talking with and tapping on your younger self. Uh, And that's a whole, yeah, exactly, exactly. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Level one is uh, an eight hour course where you learn the history and a little bit more about tapping and it, it enables you to tap on yourself, your family and your friends. It is also required to go to level two. Level two is a 12 hour course and completion of that and the test and case studies to show your proficiency allows you to call yourself a certified practitioner so that you can be certified. And and if you wanted to charge people for your services, you could. Level three is an advanced certified practitioner. So that's um, another 12 hour course, another test and more case studies um, to see if you can do in depth. Supervision is um, I'm allowed to supervise others because we have to maintain a certain number of continuing education units, you know, to talk to people about, you know, this happened with this client. How should I handle this? And also mentoring. So those are additional courses. Quantum uh, tapping is actually going back into past lives. Would you like to hear a couple of stories about that? Uh, Yeah. So I had a chiropractor who walked into my office and as she was walking into my office, Eric, she was holding her back, which I thought was unusual for a chiropractor who was in a group of chiropractors. So it's not like, you know, she didn't have anyone else to work on her. I didn't say anything. She came to me because she said she had she was behind in writing her patient reports. She had to write and submit her patient reports in order to be paid. Her partners were not happy with her because she had over a hundred patient reports that she was behind. Mm. And they said, you got to do something. So they sent her to me. She came in, we tapped for a while. And what we came up, what she, um, what evolved is she said uh, her fifth grade writing teacher used to criticize her writing skills, but we couldn't get it. We couldn't resolve it. We couldn't eliminate it. I didn't know where to go or what to do. So I said, Hey, What's going on with your back? She said, I don't know. There's just this really sharp pain. I've gone to all kinds of people. We've worked on it. And I just, I can't get rid of it. I said, let's tap on your back. We're not getting anywhere with anything else. Now, when I do quantum tapping, the memories are given to the client, not to me. So as we were tapping, she stopped and she said, oh my gosh. I said, what's going on? She said, I know I was a Roman soldier in the battlefield and an enemy soldier came behind me and stabbed me in my back. And that was the pain. So we did another form of tapping called chasing the pain on that Roman soldier injury that she had in her past life and dissolved it. So she no longer has the pain, but what's really interesting, Eric, is that she said, okay, I can write these reports now. I said, fine. I checked in with her a week later and said, so how are you doing? Thinking that maybe she'd kind of gotten, you know, a couple of things going and she was moving. She said, I finished all 100 reports in a week and it's been five years now. And she stayed current with all of them. That is, that is so wild. That is just like, I don't even, my mind is like kind of blown because, (laughs) you know, you think about these things that people walk around with every day, all day, like things like that, like, like low level back pain, you know, um, knee pain, whatever, emotional pain, right. Or we have these addictions and habits and, you know, sure. We can maybe look back in our childhood and say, okay, you know, my, my, um, you know, I, I interviewed this guy, he was talking about binge eating and he was talking about how his thing was chocolate. And it came from this time when he was a kid and his mom would kind of like dose him with chocolate milk when he was a baby, uh, to the point that it would basically make him pass out. And that was like a thing he did. And he formed this really bad relationship with chocolate to the point where he was obese and everything. And then he had to recognize that. Um, but going into finding a past life like that, like this is another level. Like where does that, how do you even begin to start digging that out? What is, what is the modality of even figuring that out in the first place? 
So Eric, what happens, um, the, the process is that we start asking our higher self um, to open up the doors and, uh, and we're doing this while we're tapping mm. uh, and, and open up the doors and relay to the client where the, like where the pain is coming from. And I've had, it turns out to be a very, very handy tool. Um, not, not all the tapping practitioners have been trained in quantum tapping. The instructor is from Australia and I just happened to hear about her being in Florida a few years ago. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm getting into, but I'm going. <laughs> and I'm really glad I have because there are many times that I get stuck like that with a client and we're like not getting anywhere. I'm like, Okay, let's just try quantum and see what happens. And people get, they're downloaded with all of this stuff. Now, as a mathematician and a scientist, I was struggling with how this all works, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Until somebody pointed out that when my grandmother was pregnant with my mother, that all of my mother's eggs were there. So everything that my grandmother went through during pregnancy, my DNA was marked with. Then when my mother was born, everything that she did her entire life was imprinted on my DNA. And so when I was born, just the day I was born, I had all these experiences in my DNA from my mother, my grandmother, my great, you know, all the way up. And so I'm like, oh, OK, well, I can kind of see maybe I mean, I'm trying to wrap my head around how this works. Right. <laughs> um, but so that's quantum tapping. Now, I also picture tapping is a very interesting one as well. When you do regular tapping or even quantum tapping, you you isolate. You say, you know, um, uh, what, what emotion are you feeling? What caused it? Where were you? When did that happen? And you get real, real specific. Um, and they say, you know, the more specific, the more terrific the outcome. But I have clients who come in and go, I'm overwhelmed. I'll say, okay, so when did you become overwhelmed? And they're like, four years ago. I, well, what happened? It's like, no, there's just all of this happened. And so when they have like an I am statement that they can't identify, so we can't do all that piece that we do on tapping, picture tapping is amazing. Mm -hmm. We start with a stack of, of regular uh, blank paper and a collection of markers. And um, I ask them to close their eyes and think about the way they feel and then get a blank piece of paper and let the marker define their feeling. So for some people, they they put really elaborate pictures on there. Uh, for some people, it's scribbles. For some people, it's a straight line. But whatever it is. And then this is a cool part, Eric. We don't tap on how they feel. Because they, they can't really get on it, but we tap on the elements in the picture. And the results on that have been unbelievable. I have, um, uh, what, what I'm, before I say what I'm going to say, let me preface this with um, when a client is in a one hour session with me, by the time they're finished, they go back to a state of homeostasis and of calm and of um, they're in control of their emotions, which I wasn't always that way when I went to a therapist. Um, but in the middle of picture tapping, I've had clients completely burst into tears and release all of this emotion that they've kept, you know, uh, all jarred up for, I don't know how long. And they have such relief and such, um, such lightness about them, which doesn't always happen with, you know, traditional, uh, tapping. So have you personally had any experience with this where you, you use this yourself to, to get out of some things that you were dealing with? Um, we actually, that's part of what our training is. And what we have to do is create something called a personal peace journal. And the first time they mentioned it, they said, you need to list a hundred things that you want to tap on. And I want a hundred that's not enough. I'm going to go up to 2000. You know, I was thinking of all the horrible things that happened in my life. And, um, when I started, I was, I got to like number 37 and I was like, Oh, I can't think of anymore. Well, maybe that lady in the store yesterday was mean to me or something. I mean, I, I just couldn't think of anything, but it's something we have to do on a regular basis. So yes, um, I tap all the time. One of the biggest things uh, that I wanted to really clear was something that was frustrating my entire family and um, something that I had 
for years and I couldn't get rid of. And that was my intense uh, hatred of housework. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get, couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Mm. So I said, I'm going to get past whatever, whatever's going on. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to get past. So I went, sat on the couch, literally Eric for eight hours tapping by myself. Now that was mistake. Number one, you should never tap for more than an hour because of how it affects your body. And number two, when you have something that intense, you should really have another practitioner tap with you because another practitioner is going to ask questions that I wouldn't ask myself. Right. Right. I'm pretty bullheaded. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm going to get through to this. So by the end of eight hours, what came to me is that every time we, we moved about every six months growing up, I attended 12 different schools in five different states. I was the oldest child of a single mom who married and divorced four times. So we were always on the move. And as the oldest child, it fell upon me to always clean wherever we were leaving so that mom could get the deposits and so we could go to the next place. So finally it dawned on me that cleaning meant that I was moving. So I had to turn to my husband where we'd lived for over 20 years. And I said, are we moving? He said, I, I'm not moving. Are you moving? <laughs> and so now I actually got over and can clean, but I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so wild. Like um, I, I read the book, The Body Keeps the Score um, last year at some point. Um, I shouldn't say I read the whole, I read most of it. Um, I listened to it on YouTube. Um, and it was, you know, it was one of those things that really highlighted to me for the first time, just the amount, the, just the impact that experiences early in our life, how they manifest and how they, they really run the show for us now in our, in our older age. Oh, yeah. And, you know, of course, like we all, there are people out there who have such insane trauma. Like, um, oh. I think I've said this on the podcast before where it's like, you hear a story on the news and you go, Oh my God, those poor people. And then it's on to the next story and you never yeah. hear about those people again, yeah. but those people have to live with that for the rest of their lives, right. you know, whatever it is. And those people exist and they're walking amongst us and they're shopping at the grocery store next to you. And, um, not to say they're like, you know, they're weird or anything like that. It's just that they're, yeah. these people are walking in our lives that we see every single day are dealing. And some of them are close to us. We don't even know like their deepest, darkest things, right. but they, what happens is you're right. Like maybe they have a lot of therapy they go through and they think they get it or they go on some kind of drug or something like that, but they never actually, it's almost impossible in this modern world to really truly deal with that. And, and it could not even be that sort of thing. It could be like in your case, where it was like, uh, uh, like cleaning, you know, for some people it was like, they wanted a certain flavor of ice cream when they were five and they didn't get it. And they said a temper tantrum, you know, and it was like, they think of their parents now in this evil way. And like that little seed germinated into this, this garden of just weird feelings towards people and relationships. Um, so my point is, is that what we're trying to do nowadays is we're trying to go to therapy and we're trying, we're spending so much money and so much insurance money on, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy or sitting on a psychiatrist couch and, you know, every week just going through the same thing. What'd you do this week? How was your week this week? How was your week this week? But you're never really getting to the core of the problem. And it's amazing that you know, I feel like something like this, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast. I'm saying this because I, I know how it affects my nervous system, which is the little bit that I do that if you can really dig yourself into this and really commit yourself to it, that, and you have, you work with somebody who's a practitioner who understands the direction to take you, that you might resolve things in your life that you didn't even know were, were causing you problems in the first place. You're so right, Eric. And clinical studies that have been done around the world have compared cognitive behavior therapy to emotional freedom technique or tapping and something called EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprogramming. And they found that among the three of those that EFT and EMDR are way more effective in completely eliminating the emotional connection with traumatic events than cognitive behavior therapy. The difference is with EMDR, you've got to be sitting in front of a therapist in case you have an ab reaction, in case you go back into a trauma state. But with tapping, 
I do this with people all over the world uh, and and can work with them so that, like I said, by the end of it, they're in a, a state of calm. The other thing about it is that, is that people, once people know it, they can do it themselves. For instance, like if they're having trouble going to sleep, they can tap themselves back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what is the most common use you found that people people use this for? Um. I don't know that there's anything common to tell you the truth. I mean, I started off helping students overcome fear and anxiety about math and tests. And I still I still work with students like that. Um, I had a group of graduate students who were attending Harvard and were trying to get through their statistics class. My master's degree is in statistics and asked me to tutor. I said, I will tutor the group as long as you understand that we will be tapping together. Um, and I'm happy to say they all passed. Um, so that was, that was good. Um, so I still do that. But, you know, I've worked with people in Spain who had relationship problems. I've worked with people in Mexico who had weight problems. They had lost a lot of weight, but they couldn't sit down and enjoy a meal because every time they went to eat, they were so scared that they were going to gain it all back. Um, and, and these issues are issues that have been resolved. I've worked with um, a retired Air Force uh, uh, officer who is, is now working at a ranch and he was petrified of spiders and they were all over his ranch. And we worked on getting rid of how he felt about the webs. I talked to him a couple of weeks later. I said, so how are you doing? He said, I hate those spiders. And I said, wait a minute. I thought we got rid of it. And he said, oh, I don't worry about the webs anymore. He said, I just hate the way they move, the way they move their little legs. I said, well, we can tap on that. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> so um, I've, I've helped people who have a fear of flying. Um, I've helped people overcome relationship issues, um, grief. Um, actually, that's how I came up with the term of waffles. I've helped people who have had a lot of worries, lots of people with anxiety, Tremendous number of people had fear, um, an unbelievable number of frustrated and especially the last two or three years overwhelmed, right, with with, uh, with what's going on in the world. Um, and people who are depressed, they're lethargic and exhausted and getting them. I've had a client that I worked along with her therapist and um, she'd been going to her therapist for years. And in six months, um, she was able to. Um, again, working with her therapist, she was able to get off all her medications. She was on a lot of antidepressant medications. Um, and then there's always stress. I mean, just regular stress that we get every day. And there's joy, you know, joyful stress and, and distress, the eustress and the distress. And, and both of those can cause hormonal differences in our body. The difference is the um, eustress, the happy one, is that the intensity of the hormonal uh, differences are not as great as they are under distress. And I have a little theory, Eric. I think that, you know, when we get frustrated with something, it triggers some kind of frustration, but it, you know, how sometimes it doesn't go away. Like, you know, something can happen in the morning at work and you come home at night and you're still frustrated. And people say, well, why is that? Because, you know, I can be in love or joyful or grateful and everything. And that dissipates. So why does the frustration stay on? And my theory is that, you know, when we were little and we wanted the ice cream and we had a temper tantrum and didn't get it, there was that frustration there. But then maybe our parents said something to us that we took negatively. And then we kind of wondered, do, our, do my parents love me? And then am, am I embarrassed? And, you know, and all these other negative emotions get toppled on top of it. So that when we go to work at age 42 and um, somebody says something to us and that frustration triggers, it's not just that frustration. It takes me all the way back to the frustration of when I couldn't get the ice cream. And so that's what we have to clear. And that's that's why when I work with a client, we always do three sessions because it takes about three sessions to get back to that that core, that that one issue. Yeah. And I, I think about this idea of frustration where uh, like I get super anxious when I have to put together Ikea furniture. Right. <laughs> or I, I have to do any kind of like manual work because it's not just the fact that it's like. I'm just not a good handyman. You know, I just never, I just never had a handy, like, you know, um, 
like experience. My dad never taught me how to put stuff together. Um, and I think that's part of what spirals me into that super frustrated mode where it's like, I think about, and it's easy stuff to put together. Like when my, when my baby was coming, I had to put together like, you know, car seats and, and strollers and the, and a, and a crib and all this stuff. And the boxes, I would look at the boxes and I would go, Oh God, I have to put that together. And it's the easiest stuff in the world. It's just like snapping things in place. Maybe like a big plastic screw, you got to like turn with your hand or whatever. Couldn't be easier, but just like the box. And then when the stuff comes out of the box and there's all this plastic and everything, like I would just, I would, I would almost have like a mini panic attack and it had nothing to do with the actual tangible act of putting it together. Cause it couldn't be easier. It was like childhood memories coming back and like, you know, distrust in adults and just all of these things, you know, like a weird relationship with my dad and you know, all this stuff that would happen. And it would, I have no idea where it came from. Um, but you know, the, the, the good thing is, is that over the years, like I've used things like tapping and certain breathing exercises to be able to find myself where I go, take a breath. Okay. You know, or I could tap my way through it and go, okay, nervous system's calm. We don't have to think about all that stuff. Everything's okay. And then, you know, you just find you're like, oh, I'm in the groove. I'm in a flow state. And now it's just kind of putting itself together. That's great. Would you like to tap on that? Yes. <laughs> let's tap on it. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, here we come with the questions. Uh, the first question is, I'm going to ask you to repeat things. And if I ask you to repeat something that is not true for you, will you repeat it back in words that you would use uh, or as truth or as we're going along, if something changes, would you um, state it out loud? So if something changes in my mind, then yeah. say it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so um, you mentioned um, just looking at the box. Can you remember the last time you looked at a box and you felt that feeling come up? The last time from now, uh -huh. like the uh, yeah, it was probably. Um, oh, we got a TV. Uh, this was uh, probably about a month ago. We got a TV from Costco, and okay. uh, hundred percent had that feeling. Okay. Okay. So you got this TV from Costco and where, where were you when you saw the box and, and that feeling came up? Uh, in my living room. In your living room. Okay. Yeah. And, and when you think about it today, Eric, thinking back to being in the living room about a month ago, when you're looking at the Costco box of the TV, what emotions coming up? Um, I mean, fear, like, um, big time, big time anxiety. Um, you know, this, this also required potentially like pulling another TV off of a mount and then having to mount this one and having no idea on how to do that. So it was, it was anger because I didn't know how to do it. Um, and then anger that I have to spend time on YouTube looking for videos to show me how to like dismount and mount a TV, so of the three, fear, anxiety, and anger, which one is the strongest? Uh, probably the anger. Anger. Okay. Yeah. And the, the anger is because of the time it takes to watch the videos on YouTube? I mean, just the time it took to do everything. Just, okay. I mean, the, the, the time to learn, the time to, to actually execute it. Um, the time thinking about if I broke something that I would need to like consult somebody to like help me, whatever, you know, yeah. it was, it was a lot of anger towards a lot of, in a lot of different directions. Okay. Okay. So the anger and from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, when you think about it now, where's the hang anger in your body? For that specific scenario? Yeah. Um, probably, uh, it's a good question. Probably in my chest. In your chest. Okay. And zero to 10 where zero is like, ah, it's no big deal. You know, it'll, it'll end up up there somehow. And 10 is the most angry you felt in your entire life. When you think about seeing that Costco TV box in your living room, um, today, when you think about it today, how high is the anger? Uh, I would say probably like a good six, a good six. Okay. Okay. And last question, is this a true statement right here, right now? I feel safe. Yes, I feel safe. Okay. 
And for your listeners, if that statement is not true, they could substitute right here, right now, I hope to feel safe or right here, right now, I accept the way I feel. They need to have a statement that's true for them because everything that we're saying is got to be true. Now, for the listeners in the audience, if you tap along with us, it actually will help Eric. So let's start on the side of your hand between your wrist and your little finger and uh, use your other four fingers to tap right there and repeat after me, Eric. Do I, sorry, do I, do I need to close my eyes to do this or is that- No, you that keep matter? your okay. eyes open. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so even though, even though I'm thinking about that Costco box in my living room, even though I'm thinking about that Costco box in my living room, your sound changed. That's because I don't have the microphone in my hand. Oh, okay, okay. okay you know what I can fine. do? Let me let me do this real quick. I can set this okay. little thing up. See okay. Uh, I just wanted this. to make sure we weren't losing you. No, no, no. All right. Let's see. Okay. Right. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay. okay. So even though, even though. Thinking about that Costco television box in my living room a month ago. Thinking about that Costco television box in my living room a month ago. I can still feel the anger in my chest. I can still feel the anger in my chest. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Even though. Even though. I remember that Costco TV box in my living room. I remember that Costco TV box in my living room. And thinking about it today. And thinking about it today. I still have anger in my chest. I still have anger in my chest. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Even though. Even though. There's still some anger in my chest. There's still some anger in my chest. Remembering that Costco TV box in my living room a month ago. Remembering that Costco TV box in my living room a month ago. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Right here, right now, I feel safe. And then on top of the head, you wanna say anger in my chest. Anger in my chest. And you, uh, for those in the listening audience, you can use your right hand or your left hand or both. It doesn't matter. And then above your nose on the edge of your eyebrow, you can say this anger in my chest. This anger in my chest. And then outside the eye, this anger in my chest. This anger in my chest. And then where I keep my bags for a quick getaway is under the eye. This anger in my chest. This anger in my chest. Under the nose, this anger in my chest. This anger in my chest. Under the lips. This anger in my chest. This anger in my chest. And then on the collarbone, this anger in my chest. This anger in my chest. And then about four inches on your rib. Uh, this anger in my chest. This anger in my chest. Now, what I have my clients do is put your hands on your shoulders and rub them down to your elbows and blow your air out like a cartoon character. It looks like this. <laughs> Do you have any water nearby, Eric? I do. Take a sip of water. And then I want you to remember that Costco box that's sitting in your in your living room. And you got to put it up on the mount and you're going to have to be spending time. It's going to take so much time. That anger in your chest from zero to 10, where is it now? I mean, it feels like maybe like a four or so. Maybe it dropped a little bit, but it's definitely still there. Yeah. Yeah. So what you do, you can imagine in doing this for an hour, um, it goes to a zero. And what the clinical studies have shown is that once you get that aspect zeroed out, it does not return. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for, for taking me through that. And, I'm, and thank you for like allowing me to do it on the podcast so people could hear and, you know, yeah. um, because I know when I, when I started doing it, I, I literally, my wife learned it at a seminar she went to, and then she taught it to me and it, it's different than what you did, but it's just like, just, you just need to hear it like once or twice and then you just do it. And it's a, it's going to be effective. Um, oh, yeah. and the people who listened, it's like, obviously working with you directly, they'll get a real, they'll get a much more profound experience, but, um, that might be one of the most helpful things I've ever done on the podcast that somebody could take with them and, and actually use. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to butter your bread. Like it's, that's like legit. Like, you know, we talk a lot about like different, you know, biohacking things and supplements, and you can't really do that until you have the product and then you start and then maybe you don't feel anything for like three to six months, you know, 
Um, if you start doing what Katie just showed me, if you start doing that today, you'll feel it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. The number one response that my clients say is, um, and, and I don't ask them, I'll just, I'll just say, you know, from zero to 10, you know, where are you? And they kind of look around and they go, I feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody starts off by saying, I really feel heavy, yeah. <laughs> but you know, they've had that heaviness with them for so long that they don't even recognize that it's heavy. And I think that's huge. That's huge. So you can take a thing that is bothering you in your life at that moment. Like this doesn't have to be such like a, like a giant profound thing. Like you don't have to try to solve your deepest, darkest problems. Like, all right. there. It's like, it's literally like my situation, like, Oh God, I got to put this TV on the mount. And I have, and I'm just procrastinating and I'm just, just dreading this thing. And it's like, you sit there and you tap on it and you feel better about it. And you can do that across the board with a lot of different stuff. Yeah. I've worked with clients who are getting ready for interviews. Um, I've worked with clients who are getting ready to take a big test. Um, So I've had clients that have had, you know, unhappy um, situations in the past and they know there's, there's something coming up and before they, they want to, to go into it, they want to have, um, they want to feel good about it and empowered. I work, I have a lot of clients who are professional speakers like me and who, you know, sometimes something happens and it just kind of clicks and all of a sudden, you know, you've been up on the stage for years and all of a sudden you can't, um, or, or, I do a lot of work with people on finances, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. We have um, an, an entire mastermind of people with finances. And what we found is tapping out their beliefs about money. Um, we've had people that in as little as three days that things turn around for them 180 degrees. I've had entrepreneurs who have doubled their sustainable monthly income after going through this program. When I went through the program uh, that that I developed um, and I was an employee at the time and I thought, Eric, how in the world am I going to get abundance? Right. Because I'm an employee and, you know, there's a fixed amount you're going to get. Well, in those 40 days, $10,000 came to me unrequested. And for you, that's probably not a big deal. But for me, that was huge. No, no, that's a, I don't know if you see my clothes. That would be a tremendous deal for me. Um, but so we've, we use tapping for all kinds of things. Yeah. Well, the, the money thing is actually really interesting. Um, you know, uh, it's funny because I remember years ago, I read The Secret. And, you know, I thought that book, actually, I, I buy into a lot of that stuff. But I thought the most whimsical thing was that that statement where the guy was like, you know, I have somebody who, you know, they, they were broke and they just, I told, they, I forget exactly the story, but they said, you know, think about money. And then like checks for $75,000 just started showing up in their mailbox. And I go, okay, that's a little much, but the crazy thing is, is, and I'm not saying this, I'm not going to go into details, but like I have physically manifested, like not that specifically, but things kind of adjacent to that. And it's almost spooky on how it happened. You know, like I remember years ago, I was sitting in my apartment in New York. I was a struggling, broke comedian. I was sleeping on an air mattress. I was just getting hammered from like one side to the next on just not getting gigs and just getting passed over for everything, bombing. I mean, life really sucked. And I remember just doing these meditations and like I would do these visualizations where I was like, I'm at the beach and this is where I live. And, you know, I just would like see myself like standing in front of like this, this window and the ocean was, and now I live on the beach like five years later, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, Oh, Hey, like it just do that. And it happens, but life has a weird way of working. It's magic for you. If you just kind of get out of its way and let it. And a big part of that are these different modalities, whether it's tapping, whether it's meditation, visualization, that a lot of people just kind of write off and they go, Oh, that's too, that's too whimsical. That's, that's fantasy. I want, like, I need the results. If I don't see the results in five days then it's not true. And sometimes you just have to have, and I hate this word faith, 
that things will work out as long as you stick to the practice. And what I like about this is you can actually feel it immediately. Granted, you're not going to sit there in your living room in 2016 when everything's not going your way and go, I want to live on the beach. And then tomorrow you're going to live on the beach. But when you just start to get out of life's way, it starts to happen when you stick to these practices. Einstein said, uh, everything is energy. And um, they've done tests where they have a bank of tuning forks at one end of the football field and one tuning fork at the other end. And they will vibrate just this one tuning fork and one and only one tuning fork on the other end will vibrate and it's at the same frequency. Changing the way you think is changing your energy. Um, there's a great example that I read in a book that blew my mind. A author had an entire um, tour group that was going, uh, that was in the Middle East and they were going to the pyramids and the entire busload were talking about what it was going to be like to be at the pyramids and all the history was going to be there. And the entire, it was supposed to be a six hour time to get from where they were to get to the pyramids. So they were just talking it up and they were so excited and all everything, everybody on the bus. And that's the other thing. The collective energy makes a difference. Mm -hmm. um, but collectively, they were all talking about what it's going to be like to be at the pyramids and everything. And then the bus stopped like after four hours. The bus driver's upset. He's speaking in, in his language. He's looking at the at watch. They had to have uh, because of where they were going and coming. They had a um, convoy with them for protection. Um, they. Um, went out, they talked to everybody else. Nobody could figure out what was wrong. So the author went out and he said, what, what's wrong? Why are we stopped? He said, we've only been on the road for four hours. We're at the pyramids. It takes six hours to get here. They had a time jump because everybody was at, their energy was at the same place. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love, I love stuff like that. You know, I right. really like this too, for something that actually would be more tangible, which is like digestion, for instance, oh, yeah. um, you know, and it's like, you think about the amount of digestive issues that people experience and the cascading effects from that into your mood, into your outlook in life. I mean, we know the gut brain connection. This is real. You know, this isn't, this isn't whimsical. This is like the enteric nervous system. This is a part of your body. We know that dopamine, serotonin, GABA, um, acetylcholine, it's all made in your gut. And so the number one thing that will, that will begin to block that and will sink you into something like depression and anxiety is inflammation stemming from poor gut health, stemming from poor digestion. And so you could use this, let's say you're like, man, I, I have so much anxiety about doing this because I can't think of that thing that's really bothering me. Like you have anxiety about tapping. Like there's people who just get anxious about these therapies, right? Okay, so here's what you do. You do a little tapping before you eat. Right. And, you know, let's say you're somebody who you, you're like, I eat really fast, you know, or I, you know, I eat and I feel guilty after I eat, or I feel guilty when I'm eating or I binge eat or whatever it is, or even if you're just like, how can I improve my digestion? Just do some tapping beforehand. And you're going to physically calm your nervous system because when you're stressed out, you shut down your hydrochloric acid production, you shut down your digestive enzymes, your body doesn't digest. And this is the, this is what leads to things like SIBO and colitis and Crohn's and these really devastating things. You know, um, gallbladder removal surgery is one of the top outpatient surgeries in the country. People spend a lot of money and lose their gallbladder because they're not, they're not properly digesting. Um, so if you just implement this into your life, just like before you eat, um, this can be a major game changer for your health. So a couple of things. One, I was diagnosed celiac uh, 20 years ago. So I'm wow. very familiar with digestive issues. Um, second thing is, if you are tapping on the issue and if you can get to the root cause, you don't have to do it before every meal. Hmm. You can you do it once and you're cleared. And the third thing I wanted to point out is Dr. Sally was the one who really defined stress, distress and eustress. And in all his research, he found that when you have stress, um, it kind of goes to a clearinghouse and goes out to all the organs, except that when you have stress, there's a direct line to your stomach and your stomach is the only one that is a direct line. 80% of medical visits are triggered by stress of some sort. 
stress is the leading cause of like the top six out of 10 uh, causes of death. Once we can learn how to control our stress, there's, we can have, we can run our own emotions instead of letting our emotions run us. It's such a huge difference and can so be done simply. That's why I love talking about tapping and letting people know it. And that's why I became a trainer. <laughs> yeah. Well, Katie, you're doing a, a phenomenal job. This is such a cool subject. And I really hope people listen to this and really take home and, and use this practice for themselves. I hope they, I hope they hit you up for some training or, or people that you train. Um, because, you know, when we're talking about, again, we're talking about the money people spend on therapeutics and on, you know, self-help books and, you know, all of these different ways to heal things that probably stem from, you know, some, some misprogramming in our nervous system, wherever it is. Um, this is one of those things you can do. We literally just did it here with just your hands. Uh, you can just do that and you can literally tap into your nervous system and rewire the way that your mind and your body works. And it's just such an amazing thing. And I hope the word really gets out and people and people take this to heart and look you up and, and use this therapy. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. I, I hope so too. Cause I it's, I'm on a mission to help as many people as I can. Yeah, you're doing great. Um, so to kind of wrap things up, is there, if people did want to work with you or learn more about you or contact you or, or see any material that you have, um, where's a good place for people to go online to do that? So I'm a bit of a wordsmith. My last name is Nall, N-A-L-L. So my company is my last name followed by the word edge, E-D-G-E. -E, so it's knowledge company. Mm -hmm. uh, it's N-A-L-L-E-D-G-E-C-O.com. <clears throat> and they can email me directly at hello at drnall.com. So it's H-E-L-L-O at D-R-N-A-L-L.com. And I would love for one of your listeners to give me a call, pick up the phone and call me at area code 772-226-0167. I'd love to talk to you. That's amazing. I love when people give out their phone number. <laughs> it's just it's like, it's so old school. I love it. And it's like so personal. <clears throat> Yeah. I hope people take you up on that. I hope they don't just stalk you online, but they call you and drop your line. Hey, Dr. Nall, I'm doing the tapping. I love it. I want to get more into this. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. I would That's love great. It. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Nall. This was truly one of my favorite episodes for sure. And, you know, I kind of benefited because I got the free treatment, but, um, you know, people could do this at home and it might be, it might be a, a life changer. Who knows? Um, thank you, listener viewer. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, remember to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're here on the channel, take some time, binge your way through some old Holistic Nootropics podcasts where we have all kinds of great episodes with guests like the one you just heard today. Otherwise, I will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening. For more brain boosting info, in-depth articles and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com.